0: Oh my gosh! It's a podcast.
1: That, that's right. Which one?
0: This is called Side Talks. Talk about movies. That's right. But you know what else it is? Uh, it's your birthday. <laughs> it's your birthday. Happy birthday, Sam! Jump on the mic. Happy birthday, please, Sam! Come on, I need some. I need a backup. You really
1: don't. I need have a back. Yes. It. You
0: ready? Happy birthday to you, oh. happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear Corey, A-craft. happy <laughs> birthday to you. That was so thank much prettier you. than what, what I would have done on my own.
1: Thank you. I, thank Beautiful. you. It is, uh, by the time the listeners hearing this, of course, not my birthday anymore, but I appreciate okay. it.
0: And you know, we don't give a fuck. It's not your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start talking about movies. All
1: right. Get ready for a five-minute fight.
0: Five-minute. Round one. Fight. fight. Man, this is cruel. Five-minute fight on your birthday?
1: Yeah, well, you know... Uh, I went to work today. Birthdays are what they are. You know, I'm ready to do it.
0: Once you once you get past sixty, you know
1: Yeah, that's that. true. I mean it's all it's <laughs> well just done. like any other day.
0: Corey's actual birthday today is actually he's turning eighteen.
1: I'm turning eighteen, finally. <laughs> Uh, I'm a I'm a real adult man.
0: One more year and you can smoke. That's right. Um, okay, so yeah, I thought it'd be kind to of you a little bit on your birthday, though. Okay. And we're fighting about Julia Roberts. We are
1: fighting about Julia. Roberts. I'm going to lose
0: this fight. Brad, start the timer.
1: Beloved and, movie star Julia Roberts, America's
0: sweetheart, and she's in a film called America's Sweetheart. Not she's a very good film, literally, but literally. Yes. Well, there you go. So that's how I'm. That's how I plan to win this. Is just list a handful of films that she's really, really terrible in. Okay. Hook, yeah. Dying young. Well, something to talk about. Yeah. Step mom. Okay. Notting Hill.
1: Notting Hill. No.
0: Mona Lisa smile.
1: I have never seen. America's
0: Sweethearts. No. These are terrible. These are terrible. So you know, I'll let you. I'll let you have the mic for a little bit. What do you have to say about Julia Roberts? I don't know.
1: She's just an institution, I, and and she is. Uh, an appealing screen performer. I, I think she's given a lot of good, okay. appealing screen performances. She's undoubtedly quite successful at what she does. She's not exactly in her heyday at the moment, but but when she was, you know, came out swinging with something like Mystic Pizza and then Steel Magnolias and then Pretty Woman, which is kind of the apex, made her a star, got an Oscar nomination. Um, you know, like. I can take or leave some of those movies, right? But, like, the appeal of Julie Roberts was, at least at the time, undeniable. And I think she's been pretty savvy at, at sort of uh, playing to her movie star persona since then. Maybe not so much in the last, I don't know, ten or so years where I'm not really sure what she's given us lately that's been...
0: Oh, she just up to par. She's fulfilling favors. That's her the last ten years of her work has been about, you know, her just doing like I owe somebody a, a you know a good here and I'm gonna do it. This is the thing about Julia Roberts. I do like her. Uh-huh. I think she is likable. I think she is hyper attractive, obviously, you know, in, in 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 her heyday especially. She was, you know, gorgeous and, and kind of fun and interesting to look at, and I think she pulls comedy off pretty well. But I just think she stopped trying. And so, my argument here isn't necessarily an anti Julia Roberts okay. argument. Okay. It's more about the fact that she's just not good at her job. And we pay, mm. you know, for a long time, she was the highest paid yeah. act- actress. Now, that said, and let me just say this, too. There are a lot of men who are also bad at their job who are overpaid. Oh, you've argued so,
1: about one or two of them.
0: Right. And so I, she, I'm not putting her in that category. I mean, she should be as overpaid as, the, as her male counterpart, sure. just as bad as her. I'm just arguing that for somebody who's at a, you know, lived a lot of her life at a top pay grade, she's just not great at her job. And I have one leg to stand on there. Okay. And I, I have a leg to stand on, except that I don't have the reference down in a strong way. But at some point, it was documented. I think on on a on Oprah or something when they had a cast of some number of people from you know some film she was on. I think maybe with Kirsten Dunst, where she that's turned, probably
1: Mona Lisa smile. Yeah,
0: she turns to Kirsten Dunst, or there was some story that Kirsten Dunst tells where Julia Roberts t- turned to her and basically said, "Quit trying so hard." Like, we're going yeah. to, like, you're going to, the, the money's going to get deposited in your account no matter what happens right here on set. So just don't, there's no reason to try to, you know, do this much proper work as hard as you're working. And that, I feel like that shows on camera. She just kind of gave can. up. It can.
1: I think it can. She is certainly capable of doing really strong work. You know, you, you look at the early to mid 2000s or so, there's a stretch of time there. Where she's doing some really interesting movies and working with some really interesting people, I think mostly about her collaborations with with Steven Soderbergh, um, Aaron Brockovich. The high point there got yeah. her an Oscar. I think that's a terrific movie. I that's like a Closer a lot, and I actually, I, I actually
0: think that I would point to Closer. That, but here's where I would use example. I point to Closer and say, look, she's capable of it. Yeah, she's capable of doing really good work. Say no to this bad material. Right. I don't care if you had to, you know, somebody phoned a favor in for you or whatever. Say no to this bad material and do better. And that's where I get frustrated with her is that I don't think it's about her. I think and I think she has. I think she's innately talented. I think she knows how to work hard. I think she works hard when she need when she wants to. But she just most of the time is is phoning it in, and that kind of pisses me off.
1: Well, okay, so I don't think there's that much. Daylight between our two positions here then because I don't disagree with that at all.
0: Okay. Well, so maybe I'm, I'm winning this argument. now. You,
1: you might be because I'm generally pro Julia Roberts, but I obviously cannot disagree with the contention that sometimes she phones it in. And I wish she wouldn't because when she does good work, it's it's great. She's, right. she's more than capable of it. She just doesn't really make that many movies anymore, and and you kind of wish she'd be a more regular screen presence. Her, the last thing she did was three years ago, this tiny little Peter Hedges movie called Ben is Back, uh, which, which she was I, actually, did, I
0: didn't see. She's I did not pretty see. good
1: in it. She's you know that's that's a. That's a strange little movie in a lot of ways, but, but I, it, she I think can she's do that. good. Yeah, that's
0: what wh- when these actors have when they've gotten all the money they could possibly collect, why not start doing some interesting work?
1: Well, well, you know what? Like, I don't. Her I accent's don't,
0: bad in *Still Magnolias.
1: Sure, okay. I don't know where Her Sam's ne- going to come down on this, but I honestly kind of have been swayed to your side oh, by this argument. Listen to
0: this, Brad. And also, can I just add one more thing, though? She was nicknamed on the set of Hook Tinker Hell because she has a reputation for being quite a fussy really? individual. Well,
1: that's disappointing. That's
0: disappointing too because we're on the street, and that includes some folks that are friends of ours and, and co- colleagues of ours. Uh-huh. And that we were, we, you and I, I, I and when I was doing my master's work at UA, you were undergraduate because there's yeah. like a big age difference here. Yeah. And um, some of the folks that were, you know, we sort of. We we our time aligned at certain points, and some other folks that align with us worked with Eric Roberts. Yeah, on a on a short film. On a short film, that's right. And they said he was just about as wonderful as as it can get. Well,
1: of course, uh, those guys have some good stories from that film. That film, Dead Saturday, check it out. I think it's online. Uh, our friend Ben Stark yeah. directed that.
0: Yeah, good and, picture. And friend Jeremy and ben,
1: Burgess wrote it.
0: Yeah, Jeremy Burgess and Ben Stark, two two of the two of the nicest guys.
1: And they just wrapped on their first feature film, I guess they, or well, Ben's second feature film, but um, they they made one together with a really good cast. We'll talk about it more later. And I'm those sure. guys
0: have wonderful things to say about another nice guy, supposedly Eric Roberts. Yeah. So, anyway, this is this is not. We neither one of us are going to fight about the the wonderful Eric Roberts. Well, we are fighting about his sister Julia. So, um, Sam, what do you think?
1: Yeah, the Roberts family debate. Um, that was actually the first thing I typed out in my notes. Um, that the crew of Hook called her Tinker Hill for <laughs> being so difficult to work with, um, and also her niece Emma Roberts is apparently known for the same. I was going to um, bring that up. Yeah, she's apparently a monster. What? I guess Air what which is, a is disappointing. Damn.
0: Right. That's a um, bummer. So I think
1: Julia Roberts herself gets some points here for the plotline in Ocean's Twelve, where Julia Roberts' character disguises herself as the actress Julia Roberts. <laughs> I strongly agree with it's that. The I love best that part of movie. Her entire I career. love that that moment. I love that <laughs> All joke. Right. Um, you
0: didn't bring that up in the argument. I know, but like, it is a really that great. That is a moment. winning point. It's
1: wonderful. Um, so I'm going to say Corey gets two million birthday points, but loses <laughs> about five hundred thousand of those for describing Julia Roberts as an institution. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rachel get 3 million points here for being team anti-Julie Roberts. Um, she's just not good. She can be, though. Oh. That's where we've all come down here, Sam. She, she can be. She okay, should be Jesus. better. She should make better movies. Who won
0: the argument?
1: Well, you did, obviously. But, you know, relax. Yes, I did. Um, I won the
0: argument on your birthday, too. <laughs> Even with your birthday points, I still won.
1: And I just want to point out for the listener that it wasn't like a resounding victory so much as, you, you know, you convinced me to lay down my arms and, and, and come to your side. It was, it was, you know, it was persuasion. It was persuasion. The strength of your argument.
0: Agreed. And let me just <laughs> one more Julia Roberts comment okay. here. All right. If anybody needs a good laugh, uh, take a look at the film Sleeping with the Enemy. Not because that film uh-huh. is funny. Because it's not. It's stalker scary. Um, I mean, it's trying to be at least. But there's a hat montage. To Brown-Eyed Girl. Oh, And it's God. literally just Julia Roberts to, to almost the entire, if I'm remembering correctly, Van Morrison Brown-Eyed Girl song, just putting on different hats.
1: I thought you were going to talk about the wig <laughs> in Mother's Day. You remember that thing?
0: Yes, and what about that wig, it's Corey?
1: It's the worst wig in Hollywood history. But it's history? also the
0: same exact wig.
1: We've talked about this, yes, right? Yes,
0: it's the same exact wig from another film of hers. Yeah. Anyway, that wig has had a life of its own. So, no, I wasn't. I was going to talk about the hat montage. Do you think
1: that wig is a member of SAG? I do. Yeah.
0: I do, And it should be. It should be. Uh, here's the thing. That wig gets paid more than I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and now, a look at what we're watching this week.
0: Well, now we're going to talk a little bit about what we're watching, what we've been watching recently. Uh-huh. And I want you to know, that I rewatched. I told you about this VHS situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my girlfriend, who doesn't like horror films, decided during the month of October to... to step aside from that fear and to watch a couple. Oh boy. And she wanted to start with The Shining, which I think is really hilarious. Yeah. I, I tried to, you know, I said, this is, this is the one that took me three years as a child to get through. Right. And I mean, not grand I was six, but you know, I was it's a baby. very scary. It's very scary. It's very, it's uncomfortable in a lot of ways, but um, I'm not going to talk a lot about The Shining because we talk about this film a lot. Right. And, and there's entire documentaries about it, but I want you to know that her 20 minutes in, she looks at me and she goes, This is like the opposite of Eloise, (laughs) which is my favorite quote about The Shining ever, and I think it should go on the Blu-ray case. I
1: agree that this is the
0: opposite of Eloise. Correct. It It took me back. It's it's true. I, it is. That's what I'm saying. I stopped. I had to stop for a good four or five minutes and really think about that one. And I was like, you're right. It is. Yeah. Um, but I'm not. So, again, I'm not going to talk about The Shining. I just wanted to throw that out there. It, it was glorious to watch it again. Even, uh, you know, it's one of those films that seeing it back like I did back in the day on VHS. Oh, I you bet. Know, on HBO was really where it started. Mm-hmm. But on VHS was wonderful. But seeing it, you know, on the screen and, and Full in its full glory is also beautiful. So it just you can't go wrong with that nope. little sucker. But the film that I actually want to talk for just a second about is a film that you've also seen uh-huh. called Lamb. Yeah, the A twenty four film Lamb. I love this movie. It's yeah. so damn good, and you liked it too.
1: I liked it. I, I'm I'm not going to go full love. Um, really? Yeah. I don't I don't think I love it, but I did appreciate it. It's very unusual. It is um, a really I'd say unique vision. Um, there's not. There's not too many other films like this.
0: Oh, I kept thinking that, and I really didn't know where it was going to go. Uh huh. And it is a, it is a, in a lot of ways, it's a simple film. Yes, uh, it, it's not a, you know, this is not a very layered narrative, so to speak. But when you get about that twenty minute mark in, and you go, oh, they're actually going to do what they're doing right now, yep. and I wondered if they were from the trailer. You mm-hmm. watch the trailer, and you kind of go, wait, is this, you know, are these going to be? Is this from a dream sequence. Is this from, the, you know, are they going to mess me up? Because I really hope they're going to commit to this. And in the first shot of that lamb. And I'm not going to be too descriptive because just go right. see this film. It, it they did they did what I thought they were what I was hoping they were going to do. They committed to it, and man, oh man, they don't let up on that. No,
1: it's you know the movie is very interesting uh, in structure uh, because it's quite some time before you get a full look at the the full picture here. Oh, for sure. Right? It it just sort of it starts it gradually expands the world of the film. So you get more information and more detail uh, as you move through the film. And that includes visually, you know, it's very um, strategic about what it shows you and when it shows you what it shows you, Uh, which is something I appreciate about it. My, my gripes about it are are too spoilery to talk about here for anybody who's not seen it yet.
0: Let's save it then. I'll talk to you about it off, off, off air as they say. But I'm interested because I don't really have many complaints. Well, it's, so it's a movie I'm that interested. I greatly
1: appreciate. So Yeah.
0: I, I will tell you, I have a confession about this as well. Uh-huh. I didn't see this at the cinema. They had an opportunity to watch it in the A24 screening room, which I've, yeah. never, I've never done. And they had some sheep shepherds, I guess, or you know, sheep herders or whatever. And they were going to be introducing the film. It was as strange as you think it's going to be, thanks, A24. <laughs> and so I set it up on my big projector at home. And I want you to know that not only did I love this film, but my girlfriend fell asleep 10 minutes in. Uh-huh. But my kitty cat, Louie, this is the greatest thing that's happened to Louie in the last two years. Yeah. He loved this movie, y'all. Aww. He he just couldn't take his eyes off of the screen. That's great. So it is a great movie for cats. Maybe not a great movie for girlfriends, <laughs> but a great movie for kitties. Um, it's anyway. got a great cat in it, too. It does. He just pops up
1: there in a few scenes. It does. He's a good kitty.
0: Anyway, I love this movie a lot. Uh, I there's it is a, a tough one for me to talk about because I don't. It's not that there's some big. That's the thing is let me let me yeah. be specific here. There's not some big one spoiler no, that's going to no, no. happen. It's just about enjoying this film as it begins to unfold, yes. and I don't want to ruin that for anyone. So strongly agree. Uh, so I will leave it at, at, at what I've said. I encourage you to go see it. It is a it I do think that kind of like you're Annette, right? uh-huh. I do think that there's there's a point you get to where you're going to kind of love or hate and i'm I'm it's interesting that you've kind of taken a bit of the middle road even though I think you, you probably like it more than yeah just like certainly
1: it. more toward positive. but
0: I do think that it there that that some of the decisions are going to I mean, it really alienate people
1: yes including a, a significant number of the people i saw this movie with at the sidewalk cinema
0: oh really okay who That's were kind of like what what the hell but
1: you know it is kind of designed to get that response to some I degree
0: agree. and also y'all movies like you said there's nothing quite like it yeah and so why not every once in a while take a chance why not leave happier audience going i can't believe they did that what the hell and that is where i have your back on the puppet I just didn't, I'm just, I kept yeah. trying to buy it and couldn't buy it. Well, but I, I, appreciate I, it. The, I appreciate the originality of the decision and it, the commitment to the decision. You
1: know, if decisions like that worked for everybody, they wouldn't be as powerful. That's right. So, I, I, I get it. And of course, it. that's
0: not my only problem. You know, with the biggest puppet in that movie that I can't stand is Adam Driver. Uh-huh. Anyway, what have you been watching?
1: Well, I I wanted to bring up three films that I've seen recently in cinemas that are kind of big, auteurist swings, uh, and I think, Two of the three are complete home runs. And one of the three is uh, it's it's pretty good. it's It's a movie that has some issues, um, but but I think overall comes down on the on the good side of things just because of sheer craft. Um, and and so I'll start with that one, the movie that is not perfect. Um, but is um, a good time. It's got a lot of really strong filmmaking, and where is its influence is sort of proudly on its sleeve, and that's Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Uh, Giallo, in theaters now, but yes. maybe
0: not by the time you hear this. Maybe
1: not. Um, it, it doesn't seem to have connected with uh, with audiences. It's it's a jallo inspired, um, London set, psychological horror thriller. Uh, about a young woman who is entering a uh, fashion school. She's going to college yep. to become a fashion designer. She rents a room um, rented to her by the late, great Diana Rigg, who uh, this is her final performance. Um, and um, at night when she falls asleep, she um, starts seeing visions of a young woman in 1960s London at, in sort of the mod era, right? Um who uh, wants to be a nightclub singer and who gets drawn into this uh, kind of seedy underbelly of of London um, so uh, the line between the past and the present starts to blur for this young woman having these visions um, and things kind of um, develop and and move into more horrific territory um. Edgar Wright is is a filmmaker. I think you appreciate. I he, do. You like his film Baby Driver. Um, I like Edgar Wright. Um, and Edgar Wright. I like Wright, all his films. Yeah, I I do too. I, I I would go so far as to say I love all of his films except maybe for this one, which I think is is oh. solidly good. Um, the performances are wonderful. Thomas and Mackenzie, the young actress from Leave No Trace, and um, Jojo Rabbit yeah. is the lead, but Anya Taylor Joy, uh, who's had a, a really big year having starred in the queen's gambit um uh is is kind of the the woman that she sees in those visions they're both really good um and and look edgar wright is such a talented filmmaker that this thing gets you where you need to be just by sheer bravura filmmaking um you know the plotting lets me down a little bit in the last Thirty minutes or so of this thing, um, but up until that point, it's really, really, really strong stuff. With a, it's beautifully shot, a wonderful soundtrack, uh, and it's transporting and kind of involving in the way that like a good psychological thriller should be. So, uh, that gets a recommendation. It has problems. Gotcha. I don't love the ending, um, oh. but everything up to that point is is a really good time.
0: Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so the two auteurs. Triumphs, oh, two of man. the best movies of Brings the year of so far. um enthusiasm. Denny Villeneuve's Dune uh, is one oh, of you're them. You're happy, you're happy. I love Dune so much. You've got
0: Dune fever. I
1: have Dune fever. I have seen Dune four or five times
0: now. And now do the math on that. I'm bad at math, but you've seen Dune four or five times. And what's the runtime on that little it, bit? Two and, two and a half hours. hours and, I think it's two forty.
1: Well, it's pretty close to two forty so it yes, and Ooh, it's not child. obviously a complete story it's it's uh they the uh, Villeneuve has uh split Frank Herbert's wonderful science fiction novel into two films. The second part comes out in two years. This is just the introduction to the world, but as someone who is is a fan of Herbert's novel, who's a fan of Lynch's dune, it's you know problems aside um who's a fan of of that. That do, you, lore do you feel like general, Do you feel
0: like Lynch should have gotten that job, or do you think it should have gone I'm oh, Saying it right,
1: Yudarowski. Uh, look, if they had given Yodorowski uh, the money that he needed to make his like ten hour epic adaptation of Dune, that thing would have been unwatchable. I'm sorry. I, like, Ooh, it's,
0: hot take, it's, everyone.
1: It's I, I like Yodorowski Some of his stuff, you know, I like uh, the ambition of his vision. Is is interesting that would have never so you're so you're
0: happy enough with lynch then i'm happy enough with Lynch. But you like this film better
1: i like this film better um this film is a better adaptation of frank herbert's dune you know denny villeneuve is not the filmmaker that david lynch is i'm sure that he would be the first to admit that you know david lynch is in a class all to himself um but this is a this is a fantastic adaptation of the story um Really, really vivid, um, imaginative blockbuster filmmaking. Yeah. Um yeah. with with a hell of a cast. Um, and this thing really does push the envelope in terms of scope and scale. Um, the the original score and the sound design and the set decoration and design. All of this is transportive. Um it, cool. it makes you feel like you have uh, Gone to uh, a completely alien world, um, and and I just I love it so much. I can't get enough of it. I really do have Dune fever. Um, the second Auteurist Triumph is a movie that people are dinging for absolutely no reason. Of course, Wes Anderson's films are divisive. We should, as a society, just come to appreciate this man and divis- the work. Are they? Well. This this new in the French Dispatch seems to be um for reasons I can't figure because it's wonderful. It, is
0: it a typical Wes Anderson?
1: Um it is, but more so in a lot of ways. Um it pushes gotcha. the the sort of diorama aesthetic as far as he's ever pushed it, like even beyond uh, something like the Grand Budapest Hotel, and this is you know a an anthology film. It tells a couple different stories um, that are let you know purported to be stories from the pages of the titular magazine, yeah, right. a New Yorker style magazine, uh, run in this this imagined French town with the editor Bill Murray, sort of benevolently overseeing the whole operation. Um, but I mean what Man, it's, imagination it's, it
0: sounds like Wes Anderson plays himself do you know what I mean like this yeah. is very yeah This is, it's all culminating to this <laughs> it, it, it is
1: it, in a lot of ways this feels so get like over it, people. the most Wes Anderson movie this is
0: what you want people this is want absolutely people, what I want it's as if it's it's like the equivalent of somebody who can't get enough cocaine people want Wes Anderson <laughs> to Wes Anderson them out of the room but see, and now they're not they're mad because he's doing it. yeah that?
1: I, that's, that's the impression that I get people are like Oh, he's just doing his thing again. And I'm like, okay, yeah, if, if he hadn't, you'd doing be really his mad. thing again. His thing is great. He is the only person who does that thing. And people, you know, complain about how anonymous and bland American cinema generally is, right? A complaint that by and large I understand and agree with. So when the one guy who's doing the, you know, wildest, left field, like singular vision that he does says, here it is again. People are like, what else you got? No, 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 no. That'd be like, you know, it'd be like saying to Jacques Tati, stop making your Jacques Tati movies. Nobody wants to see that. Um, no, it's, it's wonderful and it's hilarious and it's just Immaculate in Listen, every sense.
0: I think they should stop the presses, reprint the poster, and on the poster it should say Wes Anderson, gonna Wes Anderson, Corey Craft. Yeah, yeah, there you go. They
1: should. And and I I just don't understand why people are so cold on this one. Why this isn't getting the attention of something like the Grand Budapest Hotel? I think it's a step down from the Grand Budapest Hotel, but not drastically. And it's just beautiful and you know singular and. And what a vision, you know, I I just. Oh, I
0: hope I don't like it. Because this would be a fun five minute fight. It would be I'm probably um, going to You're
1: you're probably going to appreciate it even if you don't like it. But but I, I think, think we should argue
0: like Moonrise Kingdom. I don't Ooh. really like Moonrise Kingdom I'll Sam, argue that
1: I love Moonrise Kingdom. That's a Rise good Kingdom. call right there. I'd like to rewatch it before we argue it, but Oh, I'd, so
0: you'll rewatch that, but I can't get you to watch some other stuff.
1: Yeah, because Wes Anderson directed it. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do need to watch a bunch of other stuff. A bunch of other stuffs. Um
0: I you know, that's um
1: that's what I've been watching though, well, those two massively great movies and one um still pretty good movie this, from from directors we all know and love.
0: This year's wrapping up really strong for I you. I know that you're agree. excited about these films and so many more to come. And so, so many more to I come. I know you're happy right now.
1: Very happy.
0: And of course at Christmas you're gonna get some PT Anderson.
1: Uh and some Joel Cohen. Oh man
0: and some Your boys. um
1: you know, a new Mike Mills film and and New Jane Campion on the way. Are you kidding me? These are
0: all birthday gifts from me and Sam.
1: An embarrassment of riches. I am truly blessed.
0: You're welcome. Well, thank you for listening to Side Talks Podcast, where your own cinematic Lil B and Post Malone. Oh, my God. Do you even know anything about this? I
1: know Post Malone. I don't know who Lil B is. Lil
0: B apparently called Post Malone thick,
1: is and they Post had a nasty little exchange on the thick? social
0: medias. I like think thick,
1: thick with two C's isn't that complimentary? Yeah, I, I
0: don't know. No, I don't. In this instance, I don't think. It, I think it depends on the context. In sure. this context, I don't think it was. And I, I actually think that Post Malone is a handsome gentleman, but this is why I'm not straight. <laughs> I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that it's best that I'm not because I'm like, oh, I think he's kind of good looking, right?
1: Well, you know, the internet. Am has, I wrong? The internet has lost its damn mind because Pete Davidson keeps dating like attractive women. Have you yeah, seen Yeah, but this? I think there's yeah. like, this might sound weird, but I think there's something kind of cute about Postmodern. Yeah,
0: he's a cutie. He looks like a cat. Sure. Okay. Like cats are hot. But like, <laughs> cats are sexy.
1: Weird looking dudes who have like a decent personality and can make people laugh, getting women. Stop the presses! You know who who wh- I who can solve thought, this but mystery? But see, this is
0: where I'm confused, and this is not you know this is altro has gone off the rails as it um, as it usually does. But I thought people thought that Pete Davidson was good looking. Am I wrong about this? I've always thought he was not. But I, th- I thought I think people did.
1: generally do. But a lot. He's
0: got the lips, right? That's the thing. He's got a lot of collagen, and that's cute. People like collagen. Yeah,
1: also, you know, he's counter. six foot nine. And, you know, some he's people tall, are into that.
0: He's got collagen. He should be a hottie.
1: He's rich. He makes people laugh. He seems confident.
0: So quit questioning why yeah, that, all these pop what stars are dating him. What yeah. a mystery. OK, well, that's solved. Anyway, thanks to uh, more importantly, thanks to Revelator Coffee for sponsoring us. You're amazing. Yes,
1: I went there this morning for some birthday coffee and uh was. What a treat. Delighted as ever.
0: And thanks to Boutwell Studios.
1: And uh, check us out on social media at Sidewalk Film on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or just go to SidewalkFest.com where you can see showtimes for what's playing at the cinema. Some good stuff playing. We've got um, The French Dispatch. We've got The Velvet Underground documentary from Todd Haynes, which I still haven't seen, and uh, the new Jim Cummings, the beta test, which I still haven't seen. I'm really excited to see all of that, and then Spencer coming up soon, Ghostbusters Afterlife coming up soon. No, we're not doing it. Oh well, never mind on that one. Scratch
0: it. Scratch. (laughs) It's okay. No no Ghostbusters. Guess where you'll be able to see that? Everywhere everywhere else else. in town. Yeah. Um, So anyway, but and also tune back in for hot takes. Like Wes Anderson's actually a good director, and Post Malone's a hottie.
1: Yeah, those are real hot takes. Bye.
0: Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.